young world what up what up what's going on you are tuned in to our effing opinion with Sanayar and it's time for the show Hey, what's going on, young world? This is RF and Opinion, and of course, I am Sanayar, and today, we are going to talk about aliens and who wants to be abducted. First off, let me just ask you this. Do you believe people have been abducted? Hmm? Do you? Would you believe that? Do you believe in aliens? Do you believe that there's multiple aliens? Who are the aliens? Are there aliens amongst us that look like humans? Or are we calling them aliens when actually we are the just something to ponder yeah it's crazy right so basically I'm about to tell y'all about um, a story that I thought was interesting Um, there was a guy named Travis Walton uh, and he was abducted so I'm going to tell you guys about that and this is an absolute true story Um, crazy but before I get into the story I just want to say you know I have been one of those people who thought you know what I wouldn't mind being abducted as long as I can come back as long as they put me bring me back I wouldn't mind getting abducted um even if they were doing experiments on me it would suck if I could actually feel it and just go through the pain and that part suck. Um, the, the, the traumatic stress afterwards would probably suck. But the confirmation would be remarkable to me. Um, to just go through that, you know. Of course, um, you know how people are. They probably won't believe you, but at the same time, I would definitely go through it. And I've had my own experience with certain things. Uh, uh, I don't know. I don't. I don't want to call anything because uh, I think a lot of times we say things are supernatural, demons, this and that. And sometimes I really think that because. Um, we're kind of have this weird feeling in our head or in our mind that what an alien should look like we actually don't know unless you've actually seen one and that's just one there's several different species out there so we don't know but let me get into the story about Travis so uh, Travis this was back in uh, 1975 so Travis was abducted uh, November 5th 1975 but let me just give you a little backstory 
a group of loggers saw a bright light in the forest as they were, you know, driving back home uh, in White Mountains, Arizona. Travis was kind of curious, so he gets out of the truck, walks toward the light, and pretty much this beam just like threw him to the ground, kind of like just the bloom the beam was on him and then it just kind of flinged him flung him you know and he landed on the ground but anyway so he fl- flung on the ground now when his the guys that was in the truck when they was saw that you know you know i mean once he hit the ground he was kind of like unconscious so they was like he's dead and they fled <laughs> they took off burn rubber right so they took off and, uh, you know, went, they went, we took off, went into town and basically told the cops what happened. But you know how people are. They're very skeptical. So they didn't believe them, right? So they go into town, they tell the police that Travis was abducted. They went back. Uh, one of the guys said he went back, but Travis was gone. Now, they, you know, they 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 were ridiculed or whatever. They, you know, accused of certain things. But, you know, the, the sheriff in the town, they all went out. And they spent several days with dogs and hound dogs and all of that looking for Travis. And they could not find him. They could not find Travis at all. So, later Travis is found alive, but he was unable to remember exactly what happened and how he got there. But we'll get back into that later. So, back to the beam of light. The light captures Travis and starts teleporting him up to this UFO. I don't want to call it an alien ship or anything like that. Just a UFO. For the next five days, Travis is missing. While he's missing, uh, his friends that he worked with were getting ridiculed. They were being accused of murder, accused of foul play. You know, uh, you know, asked to take a lie detector test and all, all sorts of things, right? So, since they were accused of foul play, murder, whatever, so they decided to take a lie detector test to prove that they was innocent. You know what I mean? Like, forget it. Out of the five guys, four of them passed and one was inconclusive. But I will say this. The one that was inconclusive, it was just inconclusive. So, it's not a pass or fail, technically, right? But, you know... You know how people are inconclusive. You're guilty. You know what I mean? But without a body, you know how the cops, without a body, they can't really do anything. They they need the evidence. So, five um, days after Travis went missing, um, 
his friend Mike Rogers. Now, let me just give you a little thing on, on, on Mike Rogers. Mike Rogers and Travis were like buddies. They were like best friends. You know, they had plans to, you know, just just kind of just grow up together. I mean, they were already grown-ups, but like, you know, they both like riding motorcycles and, and things like that. So they, they just really had a connection. Good friends, best friends like that. Um, so, you know, I, I don't think Mike would lie or anything. And plus, Mike, Mike Rogers actually passed. Uh, he was one of the guys who passed his uh, lie detector test. But anyway, they were besties, bro. So five days after Travis was missing, um, Mike Rogers, who was Travis, was Travis' best friend received a call from somebody who said there was Travis or if it was Travis or somebody claiming to be Travis. Somebody called him and said, hey, it's Travis. Um, I'm at a gas station. Come pick me up. Right? So they hop in the truck. Travis' brother, um, girlfriend, co-workers people that just knew Travis hopped in the truck and they went from gas station to gas station looking for him trying to remember which gas stations had pay phones and yes at this time there were telephone booths not just uh, pay phones but telephone booths and you could call people collect um, I know right now if I say collect call or pay phone a lot of people don't realize what that is because right now we pay for our phones anyway. I mean, even if you had a house phone, you had to pay for it. So every phone was a pay phone, technically. But no, a pay phone is a public phone. That's why we call it a pay phone. The phone booth, it was cool because some of the pay phones had an actual booth that you was in and you closed the door so you couldn't hear what was going on on the outside. But it was cool. So we called them <laughs> from the gas station. Um, and told him he was at, at in the phone booth at the gas station. Yeah, excuse me, sipping my tea. I love tea. I'm sorry, I'm not no snob. I just really love tea. Like I don't drink anything else but tea and water. So sorry, I'm sipping my tea from time to time. But back to the story. So they went from gas station to gas station, trying to find the gas station with the phone booth. Uh, finally. They found him, but he was naked, um, pretty much incoherent, extremely thirsty, so he probably was dehydrated. Um, and basically, you know, they were like, holy crap, he's back. And they, they took him to the hospital. He went to the hospital, got checked out, everything was fine. They sent him back home, right? Everybody was happy. <clears throat> the sheriff was happy, except there was this one guy who really wanted to uh, persecute all the guys that worked together because he was basically thinking that they were lying. Some out-of-town cop or whatever, but it's just like, why is, why is people's, why do people if you tell them something that's out of the ordinary, automatically think you are lying. To me, 
if I hear some story like, oh, dude, there was a blame blue light he got struck by it i thought he was dead we took off we were scared when we went back for him he was gone and missing for five days and you come back like that's not an odd story at all and for you know them to say i mean i would want to hear the story more than i would be like you're lying or accuse a person of lying I would want to know the story and the way I am is how detailed they tell the story like the details because I know like when I dream or when I meditate and I actually sometimes I have an OBE uh, out of body experience and the details are uncanny because it's um um, very vivid everything you can touch and feel and it feels real if you're touched you feel it so there's certain details to certain things that would, you can't really make some of this shit up in the story you can be a, a great liar you know what I mean but some shit like when you're just if you're just making up a story and going along with it the details aren't always there you know, and sometimes if you get too much detail ahead of time, then it's a dead giveaway. Yeah, you're lying. But it's how you describe the detail. So I, I just I'm sorry. I had to throw that in there. But because it sucks that people never want to just hear things that they can't fathom. You know, like, I, I mean, it it. it it blows my mind that people don't think that aliens exist. And like, we are the only thing here in this whole universe is us. I mean, on this earth alone, there's some weird shit. I mean, alligators, monkeys, lions, giant fucking cats called lions and, and tigers and, and fucking cheetahs. And they got large ass dogs that are called wolves and all kind of other shit. So to me, yeah we think that's normal but it's not bro like where did this shit come from i don't think some human being was in a lab and was like i'm gonna do a dog a dinosaur oh yeah some snakes and you know what else i'm gonna do i'm gonna freaking do alligators and crocodiles to get everybody confused and i'm gonna create these weird looking fish with like 45 rolls of teeth who does that nobody so anyway again off on a tangent to me a being I'm a being having a human experience but there's so much here that we just accept we don't think about the beginning and where we are and everything in between bro at some point there was a starting point and I'm sorry it wasn't Adam and Eve at some point you know chicken or the egg the egg had to come first you can't just throw the chicken there you get the chi- the egg boom it goes from a chick to a bird ba da da boom 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 ba da dee you got a chicken laying egg chicken right but hey the chicken came first laid egg whatever who cares the fact that it's a chicken there is the crazy part domesticated dogs and cats like everything that's in the ocean 
that we do know about because there's so much we don't. Again, I'm going off on a tangent, but there's just so much we just overlook because it's small. That's all I'm saying. So anyway, I'm going to get back to the story. They found him. He went to the hospital. He came out the hospital. His family and friends threw a party for him. When they threw the party for him, I'm guessing, I don't know, maybe it was too many people or something, but whatever the case may be, that kind of triggered his his post-traumatic. And he started remembering what exactly, what actually happened to him and what he saw. You know what I mean? So, um, I did some research on what he saw, and then I saw the documentary, and then I also saw the movie. But it didn't do me no justice. But I'm gonna describe it to you, to you guys. He basically said he, I mean he, he woke up in some slimy type of cocoon, right? like I don't know it looked like some kind of afterbirth shit he was in but I don't know it was like nasty but it had like a membrane in it and he like ripped the membrane and he got out crazy thing is when he got out there was it was zero gravity so when he got out he was kind of bouncing around you know bumping around everywhere and he actually ended up bumping into another pod like cocoon thing and he saw a human that was in the cocoon but it was decomposing like it had been there for a long time and he just did all these experiments on this human until it was no longer so that kind of freaked him out Um, but then he got caught and the um, I guess extraterrestrials we call them aliens but terrestrials I'm gonna call them that right now aliens (laughs) they stripped off his clothes they experimented on him you know they they put something in his belly button put something in his eye Uh, they poked these needle like things in his ears Um, and then the next thing you know when he woke up he was back on earth just traumatized and disoriented right so I mean you have to imagine just I'm I'm, I'm under impression maybe he passed out because like you got something going in your eye your ear and your belly button I mean you, you just don't know right so he wakes up and he's naked on earth First thing you do is call a person you trust, of course. So he calls his best friend, you know. And they they pick him up and they think everything's okay, but he he has some issue. All right. But he was able to, you know, within time, become like a normal person, a normal human being back in society. Um he he did capitalize off you know what happened to him a little bit and also so they got the guys back together in 93 to give them another polygram and this time 
everybody passed. Everybody. All right. So what I want to say is this is just one story and one true story that actually happened about alien abduction. There also is uh, another one um, about Betty and Barney Hill. Back in 1961, there was a couple that was abducted. And um, it was, to me, they were driving along on a highway. I think it was in New Hampshire or something. They were either going to New Hampshire or leaving New Hampshire, but whatever. Um, the thing about this was that drew my attention to this is because this was 1961. And if you know, in the 60s, um, it was pretty much segregation, right? And this was an interracial couple. So um, I read into to them their story. I done, dug into their story. I, I talk about it on the other podcast, but I dug into their story watched the um, film that came out on them and did my my homework on them and I was fascinated because they're an interracial couple and back in that time it was pretty rough to be an interracial couple but they got through it Um, but their story um, was a true story as well and, it, and, and they were um, extremely traumatized more Barney than Betty but very very traumatized um, after being abducted so if you guys want you also can go and check out uh, Barney and Betty Hill who was abducted back in uh, 1961 check out their story it's very very interesting but like I said, um, that's very that was back in '61. So that's just two claims. There has been a lot more, a lot, lot more. So my question to you, my wonderful, awesome audience, what do you believe? What actually do you believe? Because that's what matters. Right? Alright, we're going to go on and, and do the question of the day. I got Hound Dog back in here, but I'm not sure where he went. Oh, here he comes right now. I didn't know. <laughs> Whatever. Um, Hound Dog's back, and he's going to do question of the day and the daily celebration. So welcome, Hound Dog, guys. Hiya, son of IR, man. Yes, sir. I just want to thank you. And this really, this door here, really, uh-huh. I'm telling, man, it really got to my heart because, you know, I believe in this stuff and it's it's very serious to me. No, you, no I, I know you, you know, do. You know, going out... I mean, man, that had to be some hellified shit, man, to get getting abducted, bro. Oh, I yeah. mean, shit, man. Yeah. Damn, I couldn't imagine it, but I agree with you 100%, man. I, I definitely, I mean, I've thought about getting abducted out here. Me too. You know, I live out in sticks, so, you know, 
it, it would just be a thrill, man. You know? Yeah. To just go through the shit process. Yeah. You know, I, I you know, son, I hire, man, I, I love you having me on the show here. Oh, of course. Anytime. And all that right there. But, man, I couldn't agree with you more about that doggone alien abduction things, man. It's just knowing it's real, man. I mean, with your own eye, just right there looking at that thing. Yeah, if you can see me. it. Oh, yeah. Just marvel. Yeah. I'm sorry, y'all, but let me get back. Let me get to the question of that hurt. Gotcha. What's your effing opinion on being abducted by alien? And I know we ain't supposed to answer right here, but son, I are. I'm sorry, man. Yeah. But Scotty, beam me on up, Scotty. <laughs> I'm telling you right now, right there. Beam me on up, bro. Beam me up, but too. I yes. damn way. Down for alright? Me too. Yeah, we're gonna get to the doggone daily celebrations. Can we hit the button there? Break it down. Today is National Farm Animal Day. Okay. You know, you got your goats, some pigs, man, some heifers over there. Yeah. You know, hey man, horses, whatever you got there. I tell you what, what, National Farm Animal Day is here for you, buddy. All right. Also, I got, I got also dogs. for you, uh, <laughs> you uh, pretty ladies out there, them skirts. It's National Cinnamon Croissant Day. You know what I mean? <laughs> got a taste of that cinnamon croissant. If you like croissants, get I you like, a cinnamon one. I like because today's the day, baby. National Cinnamon Croissant Day. Also, it's National Encourage a Young Writer's Day. Now, you know, I write my journal and everything, but I ain't young, but I do want to encourage the young youngins out there. Go ahead and get your ride on. Just scribble in your notebooks and whatnot. I definitely Me too, agree right? with this. That's I want to encourage all the young Okay, and last but not least, it's National Sibling Day, so I want to give a shout out to my sister Betty and Betty brother and Carl. Carl out there. Betty and Carl, nice National Sibling Day. I just want to say I appreciate you real good, and son of y'all, I really uh -huh. want to tell you from the bottom of my heart here, man, letting me participate in this here alien no special. Thank you, man. Appreciate right here, you. Baby. And I love you. And that's great, brother. All right. That's my time. And I'd like to say, <laughs> Hound Dog is out. All right. Thanks, Hound Dog. Appreciate you. Um, and of course, that's it. I want to thank Hound Dog for helping me out. Appreciate it all the time. But, um, as always, peace and love, young world. Well, that's it for the show. If you have an opinion you want to discuss, give us a call, 213-600-5144, and leave us a message. We will give you a shout-out and discuss your opinion on the show. Or... 
follow and DM us on Instagram. Also, here's a few other podcasts we think you should check out. Sophisticated State of Mind, Real Talk with Tim, and It's Michelle. Thank you for listening to the show. Until next time, this has been RFN Opinion.